Germany proposes a law that requires pet owners to walk their dog twice a day for an hour. A man in Walmart gives customers a hug and tells them, you now have COVID-19. And a school board has been told that the story Hansel and Gretel is just unfair to the witches. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. I'm a comedian in a closet. Yes, that's where I record Weird AF News five days a week because <laughs> things are going well. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian, as I always say. And I want to thank you, my loyal listener, for being here with me today. Let's do it. Hey, Mainstream News. Listen to Weird AF News with Jonesy. Germany proposes a new law that demands dog owners take their pets on an hour-long walk twice a day. Dogs are not cuddly toys. Germany wants you to know they have needs. (laughs) Dog owners in Germany could be legally required to walk their pets twice a day in accordance with a new law introduced by the country's agricultural minister, Julia Klockner. What is the agricultural minister making pet related decisions? First of all, that seems strange. She should be making like anything related to corn or carrots, peas, squash, those kinds of decisions. That's agriculture. Last time I checked. Well, anyways, here's a quote from Julia Klockner. The dogs are not cuddly toys. They also have their own needs, which need to be taken into account, of course. Yes, Julia, dogs have needs. And now the law under Germany's Dogs Act, it's called the Germany's Dogs Act, <laughs> hilarious, It's going to require owners take their dogs out for at least one hour twice a day, What does that mean? That means a quick jaunt around the block will not be acceptable. What are you going to have people, uh, dog officers with with stopwatches, just monitoring dog walkers all day, giving them a ticket? Uh, Excuse me, you've only walked your dog for 23 minutes. I've timed you. I'm sorry. Here is a ticket. $43. $43. Yes. (laughs) I don't know why I chose $43. Klockner, the Minister of Agriculture, who seems to make want to make decisions about your pets um said the new rules are based on scientific findings oh boy what did you find out science well they show dogs need a quote sufficient measure of activity and contact with environmental stimuli every day in order to thrive oh they care about this yes yes um i guess that's true they need stimuli to thrive we all need stimuli to thrive that being the case there's probably not a law that says i need to take my senile grandmother for a walk around the block twice a day for an hour. So, <laughs> right? There should be a law for that as well, I'd imagine, before the before the dog law gets passed. Uh, so anyways, it says, as such, dogs, dogs, dogs may not be left alone at home all day anymore. And the tethering of dogs on a chain or on a leash for long periods of time is also going to be banned. Okay. Klockner's proposed regulations would affect a significant number of Germans as there are an estimated 9.4 million pet dogs in the country. How did they find that out? It raised questions about whether the government will be able to properly enforce such a law. Oh, that's what I was thinking too. One opinion article in a Germany newspaper read, Compulsory walkies for dog owners? Rubbish! Uh, (laughs) A spokesperson for the German Dog Association also told the media that these rules were unrealistic. I find it very patronizing to be told how long I should take my dog out for. 
And by the way, who's going to check up on me? <laughs> Will my neighbor call the police if they suspect me of not taking Sam for a long enough walk? He wouldn't manage two hours a day anyway. My dog couldn't make it two hours. He's on the decline. <laughs> yeah, what if your dog can't handle two hours of walking? You know, every dog is different. Some dogs are high-energy dogs, like a beagle that needs a lot of working out. You know, uh, at one time I was... Um, I spent a lot of time with a Papillon, which uh, they're, they're really bred to be indoors. They're kind of like lap dogs, and they don't need that much exercise, okay? A good 20 minutes, and that dog is out. If I was to push the dog for an hour, twice a day, that dog would just be, you know, would get sick of it. As you can imagine, this is getting a lot of blowbacks from people who live in Germany. Somebody named Walter Schweitz says, They should trust people to get on with their own lives, in my opinion. They'll be telling cat owners how often they need to change their litter trays next. Is that what we want? I agree with Walter. Um, <laughs> you shouldn't be telling us what to do with our pets, okay? Obviously, if uh, you're abusing a pet, no. You know, you just tie the pet outside, leave it there in the hot sun, baking all day. You never take it for a walk. Or you abuse it. The neighbor turns you in. Yeah, something should happen to you. The dog should be taken from your custody, of course. But to enforce walking of the dogs twice a day for an hour on citizens is ridiculous. Ridiculous. By the way, there's a pandemic. Okay? People should stay inside as much as possible. Sorry, dogs. There's a pandemic. Aye. Next thing you know, you're going to tell me they have face masks for dogs as well. What, what they do? And now for a weird story out of Massachusetts and consequently my Massachusetts accent. Police hunt for COVID hug man who grabs strangers at Walmart. Police are searching for a man who they say approached multiple strangers at a Walmart and embraced them before telling them he had just given them coronavirus. <laughs> he hugged them and told them he gave them the virus. Come on, come in, bring it in. Let me give you the corona. The incident occurred over the weekend at a Walmart branch in Springfield, Mass. That's in uh, Central Mass. That's where the Basketball Hall of Fame is located. Have you guys been to Springfield? We're talking like Route 3. Anybody? The Mass Pike. We get... <laughs> Anyways, the man allegedly began randomly approaching customers and hugging them. Uh, hugging them tight. <laughs> it doesn't say that. I assume that he hugged them tight. According to the Springfield Police Detective Bureau, the suspect was pictured at the Walmart location wearing a black t-shirt and camouflage shorts as he approached people and, and gave them the hostile hugs. It actually says hostile hugs. Here's a quote from the Springfield Police Department, uh, one of the social media posts they made. This suspect took an item out of a victim's hands and then gave him a hug. He told the victim, quote, just giving you a COVID hug, you now have COVID. And that was that. <laughs> Authorities say the suspect then started laughing before walking away. Yeah, he laughed in these people's faces before walking away. Come on, bring it in. Let me give you a little COVID hug. Ha, ha, ha. Now you got the COVID. And it's nice to meet you. You want to exchange numbers? Now, the article has a photo of the guy. He looks jacked, bro. He's like so friggin' jacked. He's huge. His arms are, you know, 15 inches. He's got crazy arms. If this guy, first of all, I'm not going to stop him from hugging me. You know, it's like I, I, if I see this guy trying to hug me, I, I just got to say to myself, oh, looks like I'm getting a hug prison style. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. And then I'd imagine the fear of being hugged by a man with arms like this. You, you just think you're going to get crushed. So not only do you get the COVID, you also get crushed because this guy's a friggin monster. And by the way, in the photo, he doesn't even have a shopping cart. 
He's got a, doesn't have a basket. It's, it looks to me as though he's, he has no intentions of shopping or buying anything at Walmart in the first place. He just walked into Walmart with the sole intention of giving people hugs and scaring the shit out of them for the rest of their lives. I don't know what kind of law this dude's breaking, but it would seem to me if he, in fact, does have the COVID, then this is assault with a deadly weapon, obviously. But this is a Walmart, man. I mean, what do you expect in a Walmart? You got to go into a Walmart these days with a bulletproof vest just to be safe, just to buy, you know, get a great deal on some broccoli. You got to vest yourself up. You got to you got to go in there armed. You really do. And I'm not just saying armed because it's a great word to say with a Boston accent. I'm seriously saying you got to go into a Walmart armed these days because it's so goddamn dangerous. Now, if you your mother or your father happened to be hugged by this dude in the Springfield Walmart. Please go get tested for COVID, please. And, I, and, I, and I, my prayers and thoughts are out for you, for you. And by the way, just stay away from Walmarts, guys. What is wrong with you? A school board has been told that the story Hansel and Gretel is unfair to witches. California, Hansel and Gretel, innocent, resourceful children or messengers of hate. <laughs> If you're a witch, the answer's clear. So are we going to add the Brothers Grimm classic tale of Hansel and Gretel to the list of stories that people want banned from schools? Well, in this case, self-proclaimed witches say that this fairy tale nurtures a little bit of hatred. The same hatred that once led to witch burnings. Here's a quote from a witch. Her name is Carlin Straganana. That doesn't sound like a very witchy name, but uh, okay, we'll roll with it. She said, We do not eat... Excuse me, she doesn't talk like that. Um, (laughs) Her quote is, We do not eat children, okay? All right. Okay, you don't eat children, Carlin. Okay, so what... (laughs) What? We know that. We know that. Why do you want the story banned? Well, as you know, in the Grimm's fairy tale, the brother and sister are abandoned by their wicked stepmother in the woods, and they take refuge with a witch. She locks Hansel up, fattening the boy for roasting, but Gretel... Gretel tricks her and pushes her, the witch into the oven, and the kids get away. Yay, it's a happy ending. Uh, that's pretty twisted. Uh, the story in general is very twisted. I mean, it really involves cannibalism on some level, right? And apparently the uh, local witches aren't going to take this lying down. They interviewed Patricia Schumann Glass, who's president of the American Library Association, and uh, Patricia said that there's the battle over what is appropriate for children rages as strongly as ever. They received 500 reports of censorship or requests for censorship last year alone. Uh, Now, topping the list of challenged books is the classic Catcher in the Rye, which conservative groups object uh, because of the profanity. Uh, Also, I'm sure you've heard Mark Twain's Adventures of Huckleberry Finn has been challenged in places such as Texas and Arizona, claiming that it's racist. Uh, This has been going on for a while. and in fact, Little Red Riding Hood, I don't know if you knew this, but the, it was banned by two California districts in 1990 because the school's version of Little Red Riding Hood had an illustration showing Little Red with a bottle of wine. <laughs> so, hey, why don't you just swap that one out with a, an illustration that doesn't have her with a bottle of wine? Or why don't you just rip the page out if you're afraid that the kids will be tainted for life? <laughs> Picture with a bottle of wine. <laughs> Meanwhile, the children go home at night and sit in in the in the living room with the parents having a, you know, a violent Netflix show on, but that's okay. You know, in my opinion, and I don't have children, but I think it's a waste of time and resources to uh, reach in and augment all of these, you know, sources of entertainment stories for kids. 
At this point, by the way, kids do not like to read. Anything that gets them reading, you know, is positive to me. If it's a story about a witch trapping some kids, that sounds like a nice adventure. If that gets them reading, then leave it. You know, anything that gets them reading is, is pretty cool. And these stories are classics, man. This is, this is what I read in school, of course. I learned how to read by reading stories like this. And I never took it seriously. Like, oh, really? I really was afraid that I was going to be kidnapped and fattened by a witch. Like, it's obviously not real. And by the way, if your child thinks it's real, now you have a, a moment to sort of teach them a lesson. It's a talking point where you can teach your child the difference between fantasy and reality. You know, and why not take those opportunities to do so if you need to? Or your child is just smart enough and reasonable enough to tell the difference. And therefore, you don't have to worry at all. And as for the witches who feel as though they've been shamed, <laughs> grow the hell up. <laughs> maybe I'm being unfair to the witches and the witch community. And uh, I should probably behave myself because maybe they'll cast a spell on me and bring me bad fortune. Uh but I ask you, fellow weirdos, what do you think of this? Uh, call the show, 646-450-2012. Call the show. Talk about a story or maybe one of the other ones. <laughs> Yay! I want to thank you for letting me be myself again. And thank you for joining me for another episode of Weird AF News. Do you know this is a very special episode because it is the 800th episode of Weird AF News. Rain confetti down on my face. Where are the balloons? Where are the balloons? Where's the champagne? We should be popping bottles in the closet. All of us, although it only fits about three of us. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a huge uh, achievement, I think, to do 800 episodes of a podcast. That's fabulous. And each episode, by the way, has at least three segments. That means I've done like what, 2,500 probably segments, 2,500 different weird stories. Wow. Don't mean to pat myself on the back, but like, hold on. Yeah, can you tell I'm not wearing a shirt? Because it's a thousand degrees in here. Uh, I'm highly caffeinated and I'm very excited. 800 episodes. Yeah, I just hit a million downloads. Now I'm hitting 800 episodes. Milestones, baby. You got to have them in your life. Imagine if I keeled over dead right here after that sentence. That would be totally crazy. Um, what else did I want to say? Yeah, hey, I want to say thank you for being on the journey with me, basically. There's a lot of you that have listened to this show for well over a year, and, and I appreciate that. Some of you have listened to all of the episodes, and for that, you should you deserve an award. I should give you the champagne service, because seriously, um, how could you listen to my voice for, for that long? <laughs> with my shitty laugh uh, and all of these angry rants that I go on that are just deplorable, some of them. But then you get the singing. <laughs> That's a reward, right? <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, anyways, thank you all for being on this journey with me. Appreciate it. 800 episodes is great. I'm going to hit 1,000 eventually, and that's going to be another milestone. And um, I'm looking forward to another million downloads. It would be nice to hit 2 million. Um, so, you know, I, I owe it all to you guys. You're the listeners. You're the ones that hit play. You're the ones that subscribe to the podcast. You could listen to any podcast. Okay. There's oh, there's like a million and a half podcasts out there. There's so many, and there's other weird news podcasts, I assume. And so, you know what? You could have went anywhere for your weird news and you went here with me and you stuck with me and I appreciate everybody for doing that. Um, uh, so thank you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for making this possible. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Call the show. Email me, too, if you'd like. Funnyjones at gmail.com. And uh, I left you the number. And also check out the Patreon. Uh, if you've been listening this long, maybe you think maybe it's time to join the Patreon. Give Jonesy a couple bucks for putting out 800 episodes, you know, as a little reward. 
Well, you can do that at patreon.com slash weirdafnews and enjoy some of the extra bonus content that you get on there. For instance, I've been posting photos of my tattoos and what they mean. <laughs> I'm really running out of material, aren't I? Yes, enjoy that. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. And thank you. I appreciate you. And now for some phone calls from the angry Florida man. I'll tell you what, Jonesy. My cousin Daryl, he ate an entire bag of slug old power bait. Ain't none of that THC never bothered him when he got his DUI. Oh, uh, say there, Jonesy. Uh, that there uh, butt-kissing Dennis, he didn't happen to go by the name of Dr. Huxtable, did he? Oh, Jonesy, this call here is, uh, pertains to the fellow that was aggressively, and I do mean aggressively, scratching at his groin at the bus stop. Oh, God, man, I don't know what to tell you about him, man. (sighs) Oh, boy. All right, Jonesy. Florida takes an L on this one. 